record, Lisa, you know what that means. That means you're recording, Claire. <laughs> That's the technical way of saying I'm recording. Yeah. This is our podcast. It is called Playing Devil's Avocado. I am one of the hosts. My name is Claire Isaac, and you are the other one. What's and my name? name, Lisa Sinclair. Yes, right. You get de Thank you. Merci. Today, <laughs> indeed. Today on the podcast, we've got some culture club. is that this Thursday is the start of the Jubilee, the Queen's Jubilee. Yes, so that's right. So it's 75 million years on the throne. <laughs> <laughs> for old Queenie. And for some reason I'm really excited and kind of emotional about it. Are you? Yeah. I I've been excited. Sweet. A friend posted a picture and he must have been on the top deck of a bus in London down Regent's Park and he just wrote, a bit OTT, because there's like... All you can see Bunting. is Union flags all the yeah. way down Regent Street. Yeah. Like, and it just looked really amazing. And I did think, oh. Mm. Look, yeah. I do. I mean, obviously, I'm not one for nationalism necessarily. I'm not one for jingoism. Mm. And I'm not one yeah. for Brexit. Yeah. But there is something very sweet about the Queen. Are you one for alcoholism? I love alcoholism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a rule, I'm a bit yeah. bad. Um, but I just, I, I think I just quite like the idea that some 96-year-old lady is going to get a little, you know. A little party. A little party. And quite a big party. Be, and like, oh, there's all this lovely, um, in Redley, the um, magazine reading app that is, you know, so great. Uh, yes. Uh, um, yes. There's lots of lovely covers of magazines already out that are sort of celebrating the Jubilee and they're all calling it, they're, all the headlines are happy and glorious, which is just so yes. lovely. And I, I know... Yeah, I think the Brits do love a good excuse for a party, oh, they don't do. they? They love a tea out in the street, they love a street party, yeah. they love bunting, yeah. they love scones. Yeah. And What's I not think, to love? No, nothing, nothing's not to love there. I love yeah. the, um, I'm excited to see, you know, the kids on the balcony, I'm excited to see what Harry and Meghan do. And I'm oh, yeah. Like, you know, like there's a lot of sort of So can you, news. do you know anything about the timeline? Like when so is the balcony moment? Thursday night is the balcony moment. So Is it, is yes. it? Yes. So Thursday night, I think it's like midnight or something our time is the balcony Are they doing like a fly past or something? And a fly past and all that yeah. stuff. And then it goes on until Sunday or Monday. And everyone gets everyone gets long weekends, don't they, in the yeah. UK? Yeah, and it's all just like one party after another and lots of different celebrations and things like that. So obviously the balcony will be the big send off the big excitement because of course Harry and Meghan can't go Andrew won't be there they're sort of all those oh so Harry and Meghan aren't allowed on the balcony is that right not allowed on the balcony oh no so it'll be you not allowed on the balcony sorry off with you banned from the balcony (laughs) um and obviously the Queen has 
saved herself this week. She had something that she was supposed to do and she's already cancelled it so that she can be in fine fetter. So she's keeping herself nice. Yeah, keeping herself nice. Yeah. Um, isn't that? I just think it's it's nice. About time we had something kind of really traditional and sort yes. of stupid to celebrate, and I'm quite looking forward to it. And they've been having lovely weather, so it'll be all blue skies, not like here where it's fucking freezing. It is cold in Sydney. It is cold all of a sudden. Yeah. I know Melbourne is also cold because I spoke to my brother. His name is Daniel. Hello, Daniel. And he said it was cold. Hi, Daniel. Yes. Um, in he, doesn't other... he doesn't listen to us though, does he? No, his wife does though. Hi, Kim. Um, (laughs) In other news, though, something far more serious and incredibly breaking news and and probably will upset a lot of people, you have something to tell us. Well, Claire, so this is going to shock you, but I think I'm over-scented candles. For God's sake, don't be so ridiculous. (laughs) What? What? So, let me tell you for why. What does this even mean? Let me tell you for why. Okay. Well... As you know, I'm a very devoted scented candle person. Yeah. To the point where I have had a stash of scented candles. I have a stash. I've got two new ones today, in fact. Carry on. So I'm on a bit of a shopping van for various reasons, which we'll go into at another date. Mm -hmm. And so I've just been going through my stash, right? Mm -hmm. This is what I've learned about scented candles. You might as well just set fire to your money, Claire, as we've discussed before. <laughs> you mean your mother was right all along? <laughs> my mother and my mother-in-law were right all along. And because I haven't been able to buy any, I'm sort of just a bit like, oh, they're stupid, aren't they? And then there was this story today on the Daily Mail, and it's the Mecca has chosen the best candles of the year, right, mm-hmm. in their beauty elections. Mm-hmm. And the number one candle, which I, I have to say sounds utterly delightful, by the fireplace candle by Maison Margiela, mm-hmm. is $95, Claire. I think you shouldn't be surprised with that when you know how much a Joan Malone candle is, for example. I know. I know. I know. It is ridiculous. Why would you spend $100 on anything other than, you know, clothes or food? There's a Lalabo candle comes in at number five. All right, I love Lalabo. One hundred and twenty dollars, yeah, Claire. That's silly, isn't it? You'd never There's buy a Joe Malone diffuser, one hundred and thirty-five dollars. I mean, honestly, if you're buying this stuff, if you think if if you think that's acceptable, well, more for you, Claire. I'm not. I'm not. I'm buying cheap glasshouse candles on on catch.com.au for twenty-six dollars on there. That's like that's my limit. There's a perfume gun, right? Mm. It's a perfume gun by Frédéric Marle. Mm. So do I have to explain what a perfume gun is? Because it's like a room perfume gun. So you spritz around the house, right? Okay. It's $245. That's, that's just stupid. Look, it's I'm, ridiculous. I love a scented candle. I love a scented spray. Mm. I love a room scent. I love a mm. diffuser. But... I get that I get that it's a lot of money, but I do think that maybe you saying you're over them. I say mm. wait till wait till a few months down the track and then tell me if you've purchased All right. them. We'll more. revisit. We'll revisit. <laughs> it is interesting though, isn't it, when you when you have a shopping ban and then suddenly and it's sort of it's almost like it opened your eyes and you go, What was that? Mm. What was that all about? Mm. Anyway. We will discuss uh, this more later. I um I go through phases of buying lots of things online and then not buying anything online, and I'm in a lots of phase. Oh right dear! Now. So let's <laughs> not discuss any further. Let's do some culture right. club. Culture club. 
Um, another thing that you were worried that I would judge you about, Lisa, yes. <laughs> is not only your candle band, but also your choice of music. You've been listening right to now. someone who who maybe you think I would judge you over, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Would you or not? Well, yeah. look, what I've been listening to is Ed Sheeran's got some new songs out, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I love me a bit of Ed Sheeran. I really do. Honestly, yeah. I think he's a fantastic songwriter. His songs are just pure pop. Mm. And they, I mean, they literally all sound the same. That's, I would say that. They, well, they either sound like jaunty pop or sad ballad, but in those genres, they sound exactly the same. Right. Anyway, I've been listening to his new songs, which are on the YouTubes, two new ones, and then there's two that we haven't really heard before because I didn't realise he did the songs for that film yesterday. Did you? Um, he was actually I, in it. I know he was in it. Uh, he played himself, though, didn't he? Or a version yeah. of himself. Yeah, I think that was one of the reasons I didn't like that film as much as I could. Have. Right. I don't. So are you pro am I te- or am I team Ed? Are you team Ed or not? Not really. You know why? Right. Mm. I don't really have a why. I just, I just, mm. <laughs> I'm team Harry, as you know, team Harry. Oh, you're obviously team Harry. Yes. Okay. I mean, Harry's really just sort of like the new edge, isn't he, in a way? Ah, well, you might say that, but yes. Um. I think it's, uh, you wrote down on our list for today. Yes. The music we need right now. And I know exactly yes. what you mean. You need happy, fun, yes, joyful pop music right now. I've also been listening to Happy Hits on Apple Music, which is like a, you know, little playlist that they've done of just pure pop. Yeah. And it really is quite jaunty and it gets me going in the morning on the bus and, oh. and it makes me cheerful on my way home. So oh. I think, I mean, a real pop little pop phase at the moment mm. well speaking of pop i watched yes. the harry styles video for daylight which is what the song i think which is his fav- my favorite song on his new album and right the, the video was made for 300 dollars by a man who i actually dislike very much which is james corden as you know yes. if you listen to this podcast yes. we, we're not fans um, but the video is so cute, and the video of them making it on the James Corden's late night show, whatever, is just so delightful and fun. I, I've posted it to the PDAs, which is our Facebook group. Um, but the video is really cute. He's got like a little like gold bowler hat on and a big bow tie, and he's at a party with all these girls that he, they just walked into their apartment and started filming. It's just very cute, um, and that's a kind of Harry Styles makes me feel happy. Walking yeah, not just. Happy. Oh well, I'll have a look at that. <laughs> not just happy makes it, me feel, but we can't talk about feel it. other things as well, <laughs> doesn't we? Makes we can't talk about. Gives you all the feels, doesn't he? <laughs> <it? laughs> you've been reading a book that's very important to you. I have. Um, I went to a book launch the other night, and I call her my cousin because she was married to my cousin for many years, and. Um, I think that makes her my cousin a bit like if you it's the lady who's married to your uncle is your auntie. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> anyway. Yes. <laughs> anyway, her name is Diane Armstrong and she is an author. She's was launching her seventh book. Um, and I hope she won't mind me saying that she is now in her eighties. Um, and she's got the eighth book is three quarters written and she's just utterly remarkable and um the book launch was fun because you know you haven't been to things like that in years mm. um and then i sent you a picture of me with her yeah. and said i went to my cousin's launch tonight and you said i didn't know she was your cousin because then in the magazine you're 
doing at the moment. Oh. You had a big feature on her. Yeah, we did. So that was funny, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. So her new book is called um, Playing With The Enemy, and it's set in Jersey, which is the Channel Islands of England during World War II, when Jersey was actually um, sort of abandoned by Britain and left this near France, and they yeah. just sort of decided not to defend it because they thought nobody would be interested in it. And then the Germans said, oh, no, we like Jersey, thank you, because we can use it as a launch pad to inv invade France and England. So they... Um, yeah, they occupied it, and it was quite a terrible time in the oh. island's um, history. And then there's um, an Australian doctor from the modern day who's gone there um, for a holiday, and then all sorts happens that sort of ties the past to the present. Nice. Um, and it's good. It's a really good read, and I recommend it. Oh, and nice. it's yeah, and she was just so inspiring, and you know, amazing and, you know, talking us through her, her writing schedule, which sounds like heaven. She was saying, oh, you know, I might get up and do a bit of yoga. And I'm just thinking, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and then I do some writing and it's just amazing, amazing, wow. amazing, inspiring woman Yeah. Um, who, you know, is launching books still. So um, well, recommend that on one. Good on you, Diane. Good on good you, Good on you. Yes. An honorary avocado. She is, for sure. Um, I'm reading The Palace Papers, which is the um, book that you've already read. Um, yes. I'm a bit behind you. And, of course, around yes. the Jubilee, I feel like it's very timely to all be reading and or watching royal things, and it's great. I'm enjoying it thoroughly. Enjoying, yes. Isn't it enjoyable? Very thoroughly enjoyable. enjoyable. Thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and you were watching, you've watched, you watched a very sad, well, you had a sad moment in honour of a, of, a, of a fallen star. You I did. You um, again. Yes, I watched it on Friday night. I got pizza, I had pizza, garlic bread, bottle of red, and watched Goodfellas for probably the umpteenth time because mm. it is one of my top films. Um, because Ray Liotta died yeah, at sad. quite a young age, and it was very sad. So, um, and having, I think I haven't watched Goodfellas for probably about five years now, and it, I mean, it's so violent, but it is also just one of the most incredible pieces of filmmaking. I think. Yeah. It's a really good film, isn't it? It's so Joe compelling. Don't, all everyone's in it: Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro. Yeah. Um, and watching it, um, it, it's so amazing when you watch a film that you've seen so many times before, and it's two and a half hours long, but it went like that, mm. and then you were seeing things that you'd forgotten or that mm. you'd never seen mm. before. And then all the all the Sopranos actors are in it as well. That's you're like, oh, they're in the Sopranos. Oh, they're in the Sopranos. Well, there's only um, so many Italian American actors <laughs> that you can. Honestly, you can hire. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Aww. And, you know, R.I.P. Ray, because yeah. he, went, he went far too soon, didn't he? He did, he did, he did. And he did. Um, speaking of something that's a bit more, maybe a bit more up and sort of... Yes, upbeat, and a bit more modern. Somebody Feed Fillers Back, which is one of our favourite shows. Season is, five. Yeah, it's just so delightful. And <laughs> my husband is on board. Oh. He, he loved... We watched two episodes the other night. We watched yes. the... Oaxaca, Oaxaca, Oaxaca. Yeah, yes. which is in Mexico Oaxaca. and Maine. You watched Portland yes. as well. I've watched Portland. Portland was great. Yeah. Um, oh, it made me so just, hungry. It's just such a lovely, delightful. The one in Maine yes. is really sweet because he has a cousin or niece right. who he goes to visit and um, he meets all of the um, people in the home that she lives and, and feeds them ice cream and takes them out. And, you know, it's just so heartwarming. And also because in the time that the 
series three and four were made, both of his parents have passed away. So yes, um, where and I didn't to... realize his mother had. I knew his yeah. dad had. So there was, was ninety five. Yeah, because they used to um, call them at the end of every episode and tell them what he'd done and everything. They'd be on a Zoom call or whatever and talking through stuff. And so now he gets people from his favorites from old episodes to tell a joke, and it's just so yes. sweet and it's lovely. very sweet. Um, yeah. The one I saw was um, Paul, what's his name? Paul Riser oh, from yeah. um, Mad About You. Oh, yeah, cute. Which, when you watch that episode, it just, it's just so confronting, isn't it? When you haven't, you think of someone looking in one way and then you're like, oh, you're a 65-year-old man yeah. now, okay. Yeah, it's going to yeah. to us all. We're all going to be 65 It will, not me. Point. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of getting old... Yeah. Let's that's a very good segue into what hurts now. No. Now this could actually be a bit of a meh no. No. Moment. But we're gonna yes. do it as a what hurts now because it's sort of confronting and therefore, you know, it hurts now. Yes. Hurting. <laughs> it hurts, Claire. Mm. Um I went to the doctor just to get um because they wouldn't give me any more prescriptions without seeing me in person. Um, so I actually had an in-person doctor appointment, which was, you know, weird. Um, and she sort of said, who are you? And how's this? And how's that? And blah, blah, blah. And then she basically just started saying, oh, maybe you need some hormonal stuff. Have you tried this? And have you looked at that? Um, and she was suggesting Femula and Premula. Have you heard of them? No, but they, sound like, they sound like... Um, I thought they sounded like cheese. Or Shakespearean um, actors, you know, Shakespearean <laughs> characters. Uh, uh, what, they... what now, Femula and Premula? <laughs> <laughs> I thought they sounded like cheese. I was or like, cheese. can I have a slice of Premula, please? Yeah. Um, and they are non... They're sort of, um, they you know, supplements. identical. Or I don't know if they're supplements. supplements. So they have like you know what's it called, black Angus or something. Oh, or is that a steak or a Yeah, that's yeah. It's a bit. I always find that a bit scary. That thing, Kshosh or whatever it's called. K. Yes. Um. Yeah. And she was just she was recommending maybe starting trying some of them oh. because she sort of ran through a few symptoms. I was like, oh yes, oh yes, that's me. Yes, 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 yes. Oh. And then, but then she was saying, but you know, they might not be that either. So I let's do some like, blood tests. Yeah, you need to you need to get like it looked at properly because otherwise you're not going to know. Once not going to know, are you, Claire? Another. But yeah. yeah, welcome, welcome to the journey. Welcome. <laughs> Actually, um, I've got coming up that whole, you know, health check before you hit 50 thing. Oh, yes. So I've got that coming up. And everything. So that'll be fun, won't it? Oh, yes, when I get a barrel of laughs. Yeah, shouted at for various things. I'd, we're doing this thing at work, which is the blood test that you do. So you prick your finger yourself and you send your blood sample into this company now who do tests to see, you know, just I think it's like, obviously they can't do too much because I don't think you're allowed to because you, you can't diagnose things just in those kind of mm. scenarios but it's like just to sort of tell you in a basic way how you can improve your lifestyle or whatever and I said oh yeah mm. I'll do it and then I thought afterwards <laughs> what am I sucker for punishment and I, you, have to, you have to do a um a preemptive kind of you know survey thing first and I thought oh you know can you, lie? Oh, no. you know how everyone always lies to the doctor about how much alcohol yeah. they drink and everything no, not me, but I know people do. I've heard. I've heard of people who do <laughs> and, that. Uh, yeah. Yes. 
Um, and the other thing we're going to talk about in Wild Hurts now is that I keep slipping all over. Like, mm. Sydney's been very, very damp. Um, this whole, what they call summer, in inverted commas, yes. literally just a puddle. And so everywhere in Sydney is now a mo- mossy, slippery, mm. treacherous place. And for an old lady like myself... Because mm. you don't want to have a fall, do you? Well, you don't want to have a fall, but also you feel like people just go, oh, there she goes, the old lady falling over, which is I have done before mm. once I fell over and I saved my coffee but hurt my dignity, Lisa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but apparently my sister, I spoke to my sister yesterday on the phone and she lives in Goulburn, mm. let's call her Katie, oh, okay. and she said to me, "Are you? can you be careful when you're walking around? And I said, what? What? And she said, there's moss everywhere. Yeah, I was is. reading there's moss all over Sydney and it's really slippery. And she said, please be careful when you're out walking. Exactly. And then I mentioned it to someone else today and he's fallen over twice with the dog mm. and he's fallen down his driveway. Mm. Well, I um, was going to, I didn't know what to do about it. I was going to ring the council, <laughs> but then I didn't because I. Ring the council. Yeah, to say, I think you need to clean the, the pathway. Because literally when I'm walking up the street from my house, it's really slippery. You have to be really careful. Really careful. Really careful. So apparently mosses are loving the conditions at the moment, says the Royal Botanic Gardens chief scientist, Brett Summerall. And he said he'd never seen growth like it. Never seen growth like it. Right. Never saturated. seen anything like it. And people are really concerned. And they've had a huge number of people... Um, reporting slippery areas on paths and things like that they said you need to walk more care- <laughs> the advice is quite simple walk mm-hmm. more carefully in slippery areas i oh, see yeah. i see you see what they're saying yes. do you understand um and yeah. you also need to if you're an older person who's at risk from serious injury you need to make sure that you are looking after your tar- targeting your balance and strength so that if it happens that you do slip you can you know regain your your balance so pretty full-on I feel it is and I'm not alone in my worry about falling over and then I just kind of I can't work out what shoes to wear that's going to stop me feeling slippery yes I feel like you need it's a problem mountain climbing boots in Sydney at the moment I'm going to do a big question Lisa it's a big question question. I have a big question for you I have two big questions for you Yes. The first one is, do you have sleep inertia? And do you know what it is? I, um, I, (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't heard the phrase before, but Mm. I think, is it not getting out of bed in the morning? It's not being able to get out of bed without feeling groggy in the morning and taking a while to wake up. Now, I am guilty of having sleep inertia it takes me a while to get up mm. I feel for you are uh, insomniac so you're not sleeping through the night are you that's true that's true mm. so there's you know there's obviously people say there's two kinds of people there's early birds and you know late night people or whatever and i'm not really either not either, of them. Not either. I'm, just a, I'm just a lazy old so-and-so who can't wake up in the morning but you know um i'm not too bad and i'm getting I have been bad in the past, but I think I'm getting old because I, I sort of wake up pretty much these days. I'm definitely awake by eight. Mm, that's that's um, the sign of feeling old. You'll be up before you go to bed soon. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to bed later as well. Mm. So I'm doing that thing where you're shrinking how long, how much sleep you have. Yeah, my nan used to get up at <laughs> my nan used to get up at like three o'clock in the morning, and I'd say, "Why are you getting up oh, so early?" And she'd say, God. "To get her to so she could take her medicine." I'd be like, "But." 
You don't need to get up and take it then. Honestly. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Nan, Nana. I know. Sleep inertia is a temporary yeah. period of sleepiness and poor cognitive performance and awareness when you wake up. But some people, so while that mm. usually lasts for minutes or a half an hour or something, some people, i.e. me, struggle for up to four hours. And if it's going mm. to day, it's actually called excessive daytime sleepiness and it means that you need to go and see a doctor. The four-hour thing I thought was a bit shocking. Yeah. I thought I mean, you'd be up, at least you'd be all right by 10 o'clock. I think I... The thing with me is that I just associate it with needing coffee. So I, you know, like it probably, mm. if I didn't have the coffee, I don't know when I'd wake up. I might not. I might no, just be in that never. state. Never <laughs> see you again. No, I'll just be like constantly <laughs> asleep at my desk. And then I have another big question for you. Yeah. Would you go and see ABBA Voyage, the, you know, the avatars, not the real people? Yes. You would? Yes, I would. Would you? Well, the reviews have been amazing. Yeah. And I just think it would be the most amazing. I think it would be the most fun party, wouldn't it? Wouldn't everyone there just be so up for it? I guess so. I feel like I'd feel a bit ripped off. Like the opening night, not so much because they were there, ABBA. You know, but then generally yeah. speaking, they're not there. There's just a there's just some avatars. If you haven't heard about it, it's this ab, ab they're holograms, aren't extra, they? Extravaganza, extravaganza. You see what I did there? Did you make that up? Extravaganza. Did you make that up? I think I did. Amazing. Um, Amazing. I mean, I probably didn't, but I think I did. Uh, I also think I made up. <laughs> no, I'm trying to do something <laughs> funny, which I can't think of. Um, anyway, extravaganza. So. Um, Basically, because they're so old and don't want to do any concerts anymore and they've sworn off doing concerts for the, their lives, they've done these avatars instead. Avatars. Yeah, but rather than just yeah. be... Avatars, that's correct. But just rather than just being, um, you know, like on stage as holograms or whatever, they've got this whole amazing thing, which I don't think anyone was really expecting, so that when you see it, it's just incredible and you really feel like there's people on the stage and you really feel like you're watching a concert... And they've made them so that they're young again as well, which is really quite sort of poignant. Um, and well, The everyone... Guardian said, the Guardian Review said, watching the four figures on the stage is almost impossible to tell you're not watching human beings, says yeah. Alexis Petridis in his five-star review. Yeah. And he said, by the be... time the show hits its finale, with thank you for the music followed by Dancing Queen any lingering sense that you're not actually in the presence of ABBA has dissolved. See, that's, I mean, that's amazing. But it also then just conjures up this idea that then no one will ever have to actually perform at a concert again. We'll just watch no, that's right. and you'll never know if they were the real people or not because you'll just believe it. So this, that's the future. The future is, is here. Yes. Um, but I remember a friend taking her mum to see El, one of the Elvis hologram oh, things yes. with with the Sydney Symphony, mm. and she said it was utterly brilliant. So, I don't know, maybe, but maybe, I mean, yeah, I know what you're saying, but maybe, maybe, hopefully we can have a balance. Hopefully we can find the balance, Claire. Yeah. I mean, I do, yeah. I mean, I also feel like they're still alive, so, you know, with Elvis, he's not alive, you're never going to see him, it's a bit weird. There's no, it's a bit different. It's a bit of a performative thing, and that's quite fun in a way, and, you know, I don't know what I think. I think I'd probably go and see it, um, I don't know. I feel yeah. like I wouldn't want to pay a huge amount of money to see people that weren't real. But that's just me. That's just me because I'm cheap. Just you. All right, and that's the last thing we're going to talk about today is food. Mm-hmm. Because of course, that's what we like to talk about most. Yeah. It so is. it's time for some snack attack, snack attack, snack attack, snack attack, snack attack. 
So I have a couple of snacks that I've, well, snacks mm-hmm. and food things that I've eaten, which I've loved. But then I also had a really interesting story that was in the Daily Mail about the times that you shouldn't eat. So I'm hoping yes. that this, I shouldn't eat these things at 11.01am, 3.14pm yes. and 9.31pm. because they And they're are danger. 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 Danger, danger times. Danger times. So <laughs> <laughs> um, this... Um, Susie Burrell, who's an Australian um, nutritionist and food person, um, they did this story in the UK that basically said um, 1101, 3.14, 9.31 are danger times. If you eat at those times, you consume up to 750 calories more per day because you're just shoveling that, food into your you're, Is that because you're snacking or is that like snacking. if you're having a late breakfast? I think, That's it's, extra. I think it's both. So I think it, but also you eat more. So if you haven't right. eaten already, um, yeah. you to start the day with breakfast so that you don't get those cravings. Then yeah. you can have a snack like a yogurt or a piece of fruit, whatever, and that's fine, but you're not eating. Or maybe 10 almonds or something. <laughs> a handful of almonds, <laughs> yeah. But you've got um, – the funniest thing was that I was reading the story and I was like, oh, yes, mixed mixed nuts, blah, blah, popcorn, blah, de, blah. And then I read, um, it said, evening snacks that Susie approves of include dark chocolate, mm. one biscuit or a small amount of ice cream. And I thought, well, she's a fun party animal, isn't she? Yeah. But yeah. there how is many, in the time. How many gay time bites would she allow you to have? Probably only one. Mm. Well, Which is I mean, fair enough. Good. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous, but you know. But anyway, oh, she's not going to like these things that I ate, which were snack attack things. Kettle Go chips, roast chicken with sage and burnt yeah. butter. Oh, they sound amazing. Yeah, they're delicious. Where are they from? They're, I got them in Woolworths today. Mm. I bought them mm. for, an ex, for a, um, obviously just for the podcast, and ate half of them yeah. on the way home in the bus. So, you know. <laughs> You're that person. Very delicious. Um, I sent a photo of them to a good friend of ours who likes chicken chips and said these are a good addition to your chicken chip. Who's that? Isn't that? We'll call who him likes Phil. a chicken chip? We'll call him Philip. Oh, hmm. all right. Um, and then I also bought from Aldi, not an ad, and of course I bought them from Aldi, the Wagyu meatballs. Oh, yes. And they're delicious. So, put just, the, did you put them in the air fryer? You know, you know what the funny thing is, Lisa? I nearly wrote this what? down. I forgot I had yeah. an air fryer when I was cooking them, and I fried them. Oh, yeah. And yes. I was like, why did I put them in the air fryer? They're the perfect thing to put mm. in the air fryer. What a ninny. I know. I've done meatballs in the air fryer. Mm. Perfect. Mm. Oh, my God, they're the only way to cook meatballs. I know. Well, apparently not, because I cooked them in mm. the frying pan. But anyway, point is, they're really delicious, um, and we're about to have them for dinner tonight. I just pre-cooked them before oh, yum, yum. came into What are you going to have them with? With a lovely sauce and some pasta. Yum. Um, but Sounds yes, good to me. Yes. I'm just Googling Wagyu meatballs Aldi now. Mm, they're really good. They're very good. They're like, yeah. you know, one of the posh posh meat for sort of scenarios, but, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows what's in yum, it. Yum, yums. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Lisa, for a lovely chat. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you, Claire. Here. Not COVID, just a cough. Yeah, um, just a cough. <laughs> we'll be back next week for more... More Chitter Chatter. More Chitter Chatter. <laughs> 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 Alrighty. Goodbye. Speak to you soon. Bye.